channel welcome to Boulder South Boulder uh, this right behind me is uh, Foothills Parkway and right behind the building that you saw over here to my left is the RTD regional transportation it's the bus system we have here uh, that's their park and ride you park your car and you get on the bus to ride the bus right behind the building is highway 36 so this is 36 and Foothills right behind right here is Table Mesa uh, and then right on this side of the, the park, right, I mean the uh, underpass here, is uh, this road turns into South Boulder Road, goes out into Lafayette, Mooseville, most towns over there, Erie. And uh, I'm hiding behind this tree because uh, the wind gusts are fierce. They already dropped my, all my gear down here about 10 minutes ago, when I was five minutes ago when I set everything up. So. Uh, this is where I am. This is Foothills and Table Mesa, Table Mesa and Foothills. And uh, <laughs> let's pray. I'm kind of on a hill too, so this is kind of weird, but this is the best I can do. Uh, I'm on the street. I mean, you have to kind of give people that are on the street uh, some leeway, some, you know, tolerance. Uh, sometimes I see people criticizing street preachers so much, uh, they don't really know what it's like to be on the street. and. Uh, all they know is what it's like to be in a church building. And believe it or not, this is not a church building, this is not a green screen, and it's nothing like being in a building and preaching to the same people that you preach to every Sunday, okay? So uh, this is what the exit here, people come off the exit, and they come off the northbound 36, and they come in right here to the light, and then they go to 36 over there, southbound, and people that come off, this is the last exit before you get onto the freeway. So a lot of people get off here, very popular. And this goes into the King Super Shopping Center where I stand at also up there at Broadway. Very, very important location here in Boulder. And uh, this is where I am. So once again, let's pray. So Lord, I thank you that we can come out to different locations where you send us and that wherever you send us, you give us the power to preach, the power to minister. And I thank you, Lord. Uh, that you do that because there's no way we could do it on our own. No way. Uh, it's just impossible as far as I'm concerned. And because uh, I don't want to do it on my flesh. I know there's a lot of other preachers who don't want to do it on their flesh. Uh, they, they want you, Holy Spirit, to do the work, to give them the power to minister. And so we thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us that power. Uh, in your name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Kind of uncomfortable today. I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, every day is different, and and, and you just have to kind of filter through whatever junk is going on. Uh, there's a lot of news going out, a lot of situations, and uh, 
uh, I didn't sleep good last night for some reason I don't know what it was but I had a lot of really bad dreams nothing nasty or bad just not really uh, edifying dreams and I woke up a couple times in those I mean I guess you can classify them a nightmare it really wasn't that but uh, it was just very unsettling uh, no sin, just unsettling. It's, I don't even know what, I can't remember what they were. But I just know that uh, they made me very uncomfortable. And so I didn't get good sleep last night and got up really early, a lot earlier than normal, and did the class. And, uh, and since I've talked about the class, this is our True Study uh, book. This is book two. We're in book two right now. Uh, one, two, three, and four are books that take you through the New Testament at least three times, three or four times. You read it, you hear it, you pray it, and you write a portion of the scriptures for the day. Uh, of the 260 chapters in the New Testament, that's what these books are split up into 65 uh, chapters, the 65 lessons, 65 logs. And uh, the idea with the books are, and the, cl the classes that go with the book uh, is to uh, couplefold. One is to orientate you to the, the use of the book. It's not a study, it's not a Bible study type book. And the class, part of the uh, reason for the class is to edify, exhort, and comfort, and to encourage, to really to encourage you to do some work for the Lord. And uh, that and, and then and to do and to give value to preaching. This camera feels. I'm on a hill here, so it's very uncomfortable standing here. But I have to stand behind this tree because the wind comes like a freight train uh, out of the blue, and it's already knocked everything over. And I've got my banner sitting there trying to hold it up, but it feels uncomfortable, so I kind of turned it down. I don't know. Is that okay? <laughs> and then I found out this morning I had forgot to add music to yesterday's video. That kind of bugged me. Uh, it's just the way it is, you know. Uh, I just don't let problems stop me. Little problems, big problems. I just keep moving. And uh, so this book is more like a log book and, uh, with some instructions in the beginning. And uh, anyway, that's the back of it there. Anyways, you've seen this many times if you've been here. And uh, I encourage you to pick up your first book and encourage you to be the part of the class. And, and I encourage you to work for the Lord and uh, I have to give you a, con a little bit of a caveat in the beginning here uh, for some reason uh, I don't feel like I'm making any sense today I just did the scripture short and I go on I don't know what I said I didn't say anything of any value I didn't, any anything good and even right now I mean 10 minutes into the video it doesn't look like I'm saying anything of any value but I just keep going, you know. I mean, every day is different. If you don't like this video, there'll be another one tomorrow. Tomorrow, what's tomorrow? Tuesday, I'm going to be at uh, Folsom and Arapahoe. Folsom and Arapahoe. I'll be there, you know, and uh, we'll see if that's any better. And I'll also be on the class at 7 o'clock, so I'll do the 7 to 8 o'clock class. Then, 11, then I do a bunch of ministry work between 8 and 11 or 10.30, and 10, 10.15, 10.30, 10:30, I head from my corners, like here. Got here about five minutes to 11, 10 to 11, and uh, be here for three or four hours, right? And so I preach out of the Sunday prayer letter. This is the December 3rd Sunday prayer letter. And our title is called, Going to His Friends to Refresh Himself, Acts 27, verse three. 
And also, uh, what is really making me uncomfortable is I'm too overly dressed. And uh, I, I, it's one of the challenges of living in the mountains and being a street minister in the mountains, like Colorado, we're about 5,500 feet, mile, a little over a mile above sea level here, is uh, one day it'll be freezing cold, so frigid you can't even think like yesterday. Then the next day, it seems like it's gonna be cold, so you dress similar, and then you come out and it's hot, like it's like 50 degrees right now. And it's like crazy. But when the wind blows, it drops it down to about 20. And it's just like frigid for like 10 minutes. And then the wind stops and it gets hot again. And uh, one of the challenges with what I do, because I don't drive anymore, I don't have a car sitting right there where I can just, you know, put clothes on, take clothes off. And I, I have to carry everything with me. And uh, just some of the challenges. All right, and that's why I'm a little uncomfortable because I'm kind of warm today. Hot, cold yesterday. Anyway, today's Monday, part two, uh, Acts 27, verse 4 through 13, 12 or 13. All right, and we'll just kind of go through this. All right, verse 4 in uh, Acts 27. I want to also say it's kind of interesting. This is chapter 27. Uh, I didn't preach last week on 26, but our church uh, preached on Acts 26. So I thought, well, the, since the church already preached all through 26, a bunch of guys, we all, everybody preaches in our church. I'm not the only preacher. There are many preachers in our church, and everybody preaches. But we all preach from the same text. Different messages from the same text. It's pretty amazing what the Holy Ghost is doing. Everybody doesn't have a different text. We all have the same text, have the same Bible, same text, but everyone's message is different because of the Holy Ghost uh, ministers differently through each minister in our church. Pretty neat how, how the Lord's doing that. And so I thought, well, Lord, I guess I'm not going to do 26. I'll just move over and do 27. And I was looking at my uh, calendar and the chapter numbers here, and next week is 28. And uh, interesting that that's the last chapter of Acts that we've been in. We've done all 28 chapters next week, and we started on day 50, the day of Pentecost. That's the first Sunday. Uh, that's the Sunday the Holy Ghost came, and we taught, not exactly, but sort of. The Holy Ghost wanted us to teach and talk and preach uh, out of Acts, and that's what we did. And it's interesting that next week, when we finish Acts, it'll be the 50th week, right? We started on day 50, and we're ending on 50. We started on 50, we're ending on 50. 50th day, 50th week. I, I just think that's interesting, because I missed some weeks in between, and, and messed some things up, and got sick, and you know, it's been, we've been doing this for a long time. I, you know, I didn't plan it that way, but it's working out that way. Kind of, to me, that's like a sign following the ministry. And that's what our theme is all throughout this year. Signs, miracles, wonders, praise, worship. That's the season or the theme that we've been in all year. And we've seen all these take place. Not very much praise nor worship, but we have seen it. Okay, in our church we've seen it, and out on the street we've seen it. Uh, We've had musicians out here on the street this year. 
We've had singers on the street. We've had musicians and singers in our church. So uh, it's pretty interesting what the Lord's doing. Uh, and we've seen lots of signs following. We've seen several miracles. We've had several testimonies of devils being cast out. Well, we've had some stories, many, many stories of healing in our ministry this year. And uh, some things that really wonders, like how did that happen? God, you know, uh, a lot of things. Uh, don't want to go into a lot of detail there, but it's interesting, you know. All right, so uh, let's go into 27 here. Uh, 27. We'll go down to verse 4. So our title today is Found a Ship of Alexandria Sailing into Italy. It's kind of a goofy title, I know, but I've got a reason for that. My first reason is that the Holy Ghost highlighted that to me. I don't hear him say, I'll use that title. I just, it just lifted itself off the page and I just knew that that was the, going to be the title. As I have several titles picked out, but that's the title that seemed to be ever present for us to uh, use as a title. I'm right on the street over there. There's a street, you know, I have some problems right there. Man, oh man. I tell you, being on the street is not easy. It is not easy at all. It's noisy, it's smelly, it's uh, dirty, it's uh, a lot of action going on, and uh, uh, I don't, I don't, the Lord doesn't send me to events like ball games and concerts and things like that. Uh, I don't go to those, I'm not told to go there. So these are the places I go actually on the street. Well, not actually in the street, but on the sidewalk. right on very busy locations, very busy intersections, and uh, it's, it's tough sometimes, and this is a very noisy place right here. All right, so the title once again is Found a Ship of Alexandria Sailing into Egypt, or Sailing into uh, Italy. Alexandria is in Egypt. It's at the mouth of the Nile. I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. Let's go to four. And when we had launched from thence, we sailed under Cyprus. Let me talk as I go along here. Uh, we sailed under Cyprus. Under. So under Cyprus. Cyprus is an is a, uh, a island area, and uh, under means uh, south. Under means south. Uh, so when you have, look at the island, you sail under the island. That's sailing south of the island. All right. That's why the Bible talks about hell is under us it's south of us you know and uh, no matter where you stand on earth south is in the center of the earth and uh, i am not in the camp of being flat earth sorry about that uh, i believe that the world is round is spherical and uh, not perfectly it's kind of oblong we know that or i know that <laughs> most of us know that but uh, so the center of this earth is what we see as hell, right? And uh, that's under or south. You know, north would be, you know, north, south. You know, anyways, enough of that. All right, we sailed under Cyprus because the winds were contrary. So when you go under a, a, a island, 
uh, you're in the uh, you the reason you do that sometimes is you go on the uh, what is that called the leeward side it's where the wind doesn't hit uh, because the, on the other side it's very windy and the wind can blow you into the uh, to the rocks of the island and it's hard to navigate so when you come up to those areas you just you sail south southward if you're you know however you're doing and you go under the island or around the cape or around the peninsula under that and that helps you protect your ship from the wind even on a big 600 foot ship that I sailed on same way same thing Man, really crazy anyways uh, all right because the winds were contrary contrary you know they were all over the place they weren't favorable so you got favorable winds that means you're kind of sailing with the winds that are doing good and contrary winds would be the winds that are kind of buffeting you and going all over the place kind of like here in boulder our winds are contrary they're not favorable we have no favorable winds and along the mountains because of the way it's built all right verse five uh, and when we had sailed under the sea of cilicia no it's sailed under we had sailed over the Sea of Cilicia and Pamphylia, so we sailed over the sea. We didn't sail in the sea, we sailed over the sea. Does that mean they, they were flying over it? No, they were sailing on top of the sea. So these are all sailing terms. It's really interesting. Uh, I sailed a boat uh, for a you know, few years. I owned my little 16-foot Tanzer, and it was 25-foot mast, and it was like a rocket. And I sailed on lots of different lakes and sailed on the ocean uh, once or twice. Twice, I think. Well, at least once, I know. And uh, got in some real big troubles a couple different times. And that was a lot of fun, plus three years on board Navy ship sailing. All right, so know a lot about sailing. Made 14 cruises on board our ship all right, during the Vietnam War. And, uh, you know, I went to a navigation school and weather school, so I know a lot about what's going on there, or I have experienced it. Let's see, I just I've experienced it. Right. So we sailed over the Sea of Cilicia and Pamphylia. We came to uh, Myra, a city of uh, Lycia. Lycia. All right. And verse six. And there the centurion. So they must have got off. They, there the centurion found a ship of Alexandria sailing to Italy. And he put us therein, us being the prisoners, all right. And so, apparently, they must have docked and uh, and uh, deboarded the the plane, uh, the plane, uh, the ship, and the centurion that was in charge. Uh, now, what is a centurion? Centurion is a soldier leader type soldier who is the head of 100 soldiers. All right, centurion means 100. So, he's an important man has a lot of authority and you don't become a centurion by being a slacker sorry <laughs> all right so he found a ship of alexandria sailing to Italy. so i want to highlight that so found that means he was looking for a ship <clears throat> found means you look but i want to highlight the ship from alexandria the ship that based out of uh, their port, port city uh, is uh, uh, port, <laughs> their port is Alexandria. 
So that is at the mouth of the Nile River that goes into the Mediterranean. And Alexandria is a very important worldwide port in Mediterranean, has been for hundreds and thousands of years. And there is where the Alexandria Museum was, actually library, a library museum or something like that, library, Alexandrian library. And it had the, uh, some of the greatest scholars in the world that lived in Alexandria. And Alexandria is where the, in a sense, generally speaking, okay, I'm not exact on any of this stuff, but just generally speaking, is where humanism, the spirit of humanism, the religion of human, humanism really took off. Uh, and uh, a lot of books written on humanism, and uh, what I mean by that is that you don't need a God, you are a God. That's humanism. You don't need a God, you're already a God. That's what Satan told Eve. Something like that, right? And uh, a lot of people believe that. Uh, and they believe that because God built us like He is. In fact, uh, we have the power to do things that no other creature on the world can do. We can build cars that go down the highway. No giraffe, nor team of giraffes, even if they hired a couple elephants, could they build a car to go down the road. Sorry. Uh, so we have intelligence like a god. We are a maker. And so some people say, we don't need God. We can do our own thing. We can build an airplane. We can fly in the sky. We don't even need wings or feathers. We can fly in the sky. We don't need to have be like a fish. We can build a submarine or scuba tanks and we can go under the ocean or under the water. You know, so uh, we can climb a mountain, we can go down the mountain, we can do all kinds of things. Why do we need a God? In fact, it got so bad that Satan, the God of this world, which is the head of humanism, says, you know, you don't even need a God. In fact, you can go to heaven anytime you want. All you gotta do is, you know, build a tower, build a, a spaceship, build something that will reach into heaven. So heaven is a place, that's why we know it's a place because of what Satan was doing with people. Heaven, heaven's a place, earth is a place. Heaven's not some magical uh, phenomenon that we can't see. It's a place, it's a, it's a place, a real place. Just like where you see it, this is a place. <laughs> Whatever word you can call it, a location. <laughs> a dot on the map. <laughs> It's a place, all right? So found a ship from Alexandria. And so I talk a lot about why Alexandria is directly south, or pretty south of Greece and Italy. So it's just a sail there and back. So there was a lot of uh, uh, commerce between the two cities. And between those two cities, that's how humanism got into Europe. That's a, kind of the gateway there. Uh, there's so much going on there, it's just hard to explain. So the modern Bibles that we have today, uh, they come from their origin source, the original source of all the modern textual Bibles come from Alexandria. 
that's that's the beginning point right there and but our Bibles the King James the Bishop the Matthew the Coverdale the Texas Receptus all the way back all come from Syria right that's its beginning point right Antioch Syria Antioch that's our beginning point of our Bibles so that there is so there is two different streams of Bibles and two different origins and two different beginning points and that is a significant um, point to think about sorry I'm so confused I'm not really having a good day today I just but I'm doing what I can do okay and I just keep trucking even though I don't feel good so uh, uh, and the reason that's why when people read out of modern Bibles uh, it doesn't match the King James some people some of it does but as time goes on the distance between the King James the pure Word of God and the Texas Receptor all the Bibles preceding the King James uh, and all the ones that are being created there's still Bibles being written the LGBTQ Bible just came out not too long ago you can find it on Amazon I was told I haven't looked for it but I was told about two years ago they were writing it so apparently it got published and it validates why God made uh, the LG you know lesbian LGG or whatever that means gay LGBB what is boy I don't know what B stands for uh, Q uh, that's queer <laughs> we don't like to say that but that's what part of their name uh, lesbians and cures and all the, you know gay I mean all that kind of stupid stuff it's all sin but their Bible now validates that God loves their sin and that they're gonna go to heaven anyways because God loves them and so their Bible and that Bible doesn't come from this Bible all right and so if you read Bibles that uh, are like that their source is Alexandria that's where their source is and you can do your research as part of our true study book that I talked about uh, in there is books that help you understand that all right understand that so found a ship from Alexandria sailing into Italy all right uh, it, it's a big deal I mean, it doesn't seem like a big deal. It seems like, well, it doesn't seem like a big deal to me, John. Why is it a big deal with you? Because there's a lot of spiritual stuff behind those words, found a ship of Alexandria sailing into Italy. It seems like it's no big deal, but it is. I just, I'm not gonna go any further there. I'm just gonna stop right there because I'm just not making a point good enough. All right, so that once, once again, verse six, and there the centurion found a ship of Alexandria sailing into Italy. All right, Italy was then during Paul's time. I've been to Italy many, many, many times, been all over from the south, all the way to the north, you know, island, you know, the island of Cyprus. I've been all over, okay? And the island of Capri, been to there, and uh, driven around, hitchhiked around, been, you know, just, I know Italy. Not greatly, but enough to know how to get around. Okay? Anyways, let's go on here. <clears throat> Verse 7. And when we had sailed slowly for many days, slowly, 
You know, sometimes when you're sailing, you're only doing a few knots. A knot is a, you know, a figure, figure of speech. I don't know what all that's about. I've had so many people honking at me today, and I don't know why they're honking. <laughs> don't know. Oh, but they are. But we had sailed slowly for many days, and scarce were come over against uh, Nidus, Sinidus. All right. So those are sailing terms, right? So just like today, I'm moving slowly today. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Things aren't favorable for me. But am I? I'm, did I pull into a port and sit down? Am I sitting at a coffee shop? Uh, well, I'm not going to appreciate. I don't feel right today. I don't. I don't feel it today. I don't. We don't want to minister based on how we feel. Uh, we want to minister based on our spirit and the and by faith. It, I hope you can understand what I'm trying to say. Uh, if I'm saying anything of any value. <laughs> Let's keep going here. And when we had sailed slowly for many days, uh, and scarcely came over against Sinaitis, the wind not suffering us. So the wind wasn't with us. The wind was not uh, giving us anything that we needed to keep moving. You know, a lot of times on board my own sailboat that I had, you know, I would be way across on the other side of the lake, and I'd sail across the lake, and it would take me sometimes a few hours to get across the lake because I had to tack back and forth, back and forth, going into the wind, you know, and it's just really hard. But coming out of the dock, out of the piers, out across the lake, man, I was great because I was going with the wind, you know, and uh, so sometimes you go with the wind, and sometimes you go contrary to the wind. the way life is, you know, life is. It's talking about problems here and they're overcoming it one day at a time. The wind now said, we sailed under Crete. So there's another example, Crete. It's an island, big, long, narrow island, very old, old island. Look at this, 2,000 years old. In fact, it's a lot older than that, many thousands of years old. Okay, so they sailed under it. It means they sailed south of Crete. You can look at a map, oh, there's Crete. They sailed under it, so that means they're, they're south under the island of Crete. Why? Because of the wind. And the wind causes currents. And in the Mediterranean, it's a real shallow sea and very mountainous under the water. It's a lot of mountains, a lot of valleys and mountains, and shallow. So it creates a lot of turbulence. And when the wind kicks up in the Mediterranean, it causes a lot of uh, a real mixed sea. We have current, waves, and uh, swells even in the Mediterranean so it's a real can become a very dangerous dangerous uh, sea to sail alright all right, let's keep going here so we sailed under Crete over against uh, Salmone and hardly passing it came unto a place which is called the Fair Havens so uh, Fair Havens is not actually a place. Fair Havens is a geographical area next to an island or something that produces a haven for sailboats and ships to kind of winter in or come in out of the bad weather and out of the, uh, the heavy currents and the heavy winds, things like that. Kind of a, like I'm, I'm in the fair haven of this tree here. I'm trying to hide in the wind because the wind's coming out of this side here. 
and it's protecting the camera and you can hear me. So this is a fair haven behind this tree. I'm under this tree. I'm south of this tree here. See? And that's where you want to anchor and winter out if you're doing this kind of sailing. All right. All right, let's go on. And hardly passing, it came under a place which is called the Fair Havens. Nigh whereunto was the city of La Silla. So it was on an island, and the city that wasn't too far from that area where the boats come in and sit was the city called La Silla. You know, it's just tell you where it is. And you kind of wonder, why has God given us all these little nitty-gritty details? God cares about details. <laughs> it's amazing now. I'm hiding behind the tree, and a bunch of people know I'm here. I've had probably five or six people since I did the video wave at me. Very visible on my city, even though my banner's not up. My banner's holding a tripod up, and my cone's out there. Very windy. I don't know if I can lift the banner or not. We'll see what happens. All right, verse nine. Now, when much time was spent, and much time, and when sailing was now dangerous, so see what happened. So for whatever reason, they're waiting the wind out or waiting the storm, and then it just kept getting worse and worse and worse, all right, because they're moving into the winter season, winter season. So when you move into the winter season, do you want to be on a ship from Alexandria, or would you rather be on a ship from uh, Italy or Greece or Syria or some other city, port city? I don't know, maybe from Spain. Spain was here too. Paul went to Spain. I mean, you know, how about France? The ship's out of France. France was there also. A lot of these countries were here during this time. You know, it's 2,000 years. Seems like a long time. Not really. Not really. In God's eyes, it's only been a couple days. A couple days. So it's not as long as people think it is, especially when you get my age. Time seems to change perspective a lot, a lot. You know, if I was 20 years old, 25 years old, and God asked me to, to do this kind of ministry for 10 years, I'd get 10 years. I mean, I can't even conceive of 10 years when I'm 20 years old, for example, because that's half my life, right? That's 50% of my life. If I was 20, 10 years would be 50%. But when you're 60 or 70 years old, 10 years is like, well, you know, it's a day or two, you know? <laughs> and so it's easy to commit when you get older. So, <laughs> get older. <laughs> All right, anyways, let's keep on going. See, like the wind's kicking up and it's really frigid. It's an icy wind. Air temperature's warm, but that wind is like, my ears are really cold. So it's, how do you dress? It's, it's like impossible. You can't, it's hard, it's just really hard to dress. Because I'm outside. I'm not in a building. Oh, people can't get that. Anyways. Fair Havens, okay, now when time is spent, when Salem was now dangerous because the fast was now already passed, 
Now, I don't get that part right there. The fast was now already passed. Now, I don't know if he's talking about the fasting that everybody was doing. Uh, I don't know what was, I don't know what that part means. Sorry, I'm not, you know, a lot of things I don't know. A lot of us don't know. And if I don't know it, I'm not gonna make something up. I don't know what that part means. I don't know what he's referring to because it just has that little spot right there. And it just keeps on going. Paul admonished them. Okay, let's do it again. And when Salem was now dangerous, comma, because the fast was now already passed. I don't know. I mean, I got some ideas, but I don't know exactly what it means. Right? So next word here is Paul. Paul admonished them, the crew of the boat, and said unto them, Sirs, I think that's kind of cool too. You know, when you respect somebody, you say sir to the gentleman, to a man. You say ma'am to a lady. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Nowadays, people are so irrespectful of anybody, there's no respect. And if you sow no respect, that means you get no respect. So I sow respect, you know. I respect Brian. When he texted me this morning, I called him sir. I wasn't being flippant. I respect him. He's accomplished things in life I've never accomplished and never will accomplish. And so I respect him. And I meant that from my heart, sir. I say that often. But I was raised that way. I was raised with respect and to show respect, you know, kind of thing, you know? That's what Paul is doing here. Where, where's another one in the Bible that talks about sirs? When the prison guard came to Paul and Silas in the prison, it says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, is what they said. If you don't know Jesus, then turn on to Jesus right now, believe. Real simple, get it done. Because you don't want to get on the ship from Alexandria. If you get on the ship from Alexandria, you're going to sail into dangerous waters and you're going to wreck. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So, you want to not get on that ship. Just like the people who, you know, when a plane crashes, there were several stories of people who didn't get on the plane that morning of those planes that hit the trade towers in New York City. Many, many people said, I don't know what it was. I missed the bus or I missed the train or I slept in or I don't know what happened. I, for some reason, I missed going to work that day. I called in sick and now I'm still alive. That happens. And so the problem with that is like what happened here just a little while ago while I was walking down here, I was just kind of daydreaming, praying, thanking the Lord, and just looking around, enjoying my walk over to here from the bus stop. It's about a half a mile away. And I walked across the street not paying attention. Listen, I wasn't paying attention. I was just daydreaming while I was walking, enjoying my walk. And a car come flying around the corner and came to a screeching halt about 15 feet from me. It startled me because I was not conscious of that car or that I was even in the street. I wasn't even, I didn't even know I was in the street until I heard the squealing of tires. I saw cars come this way just fine, but the guy came to my, behind me. 
I said, John, wake up. Be alert when you're walking. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Be alert, wake up. You don't want to get on that boat of Alexandria because that boat is sailing for a place that you don't want to go. It is going to sail down under. Not down under Australia, but under. And it's going to sail right into hell. That boat from Alexandria, you're going to sail into hell. Now you can take that however you want. I could care less. I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. Understand, what I'm saying is not for today, not for tomorrow, or the next day, but it's for your, not maybe not even for your life. It's for your children's life. And probably more likely to your children's, children's life. Because the ships from Alexandria are changing and adapting to the times. And they're gonna produce a ship and I'm talking a ship being a, a word of God, an ark. A Bible is like an ark. You get into the word of God. You put on the word of God. You put on the Lord Jesus Christ. You get into the ark. You get into the word. How many times people say, I get into the word of God or go into the word of God, live in the word of God, walk in the word of God, things like that. And if you're reading a Bible, you're in that Word of God, you're inside it, you're sailing that, that book, book that you're in is sailed out of Alexandria and you don't know that, you don't know that, and you're sailing to a destination that's gonna wreck. Right even in this story here, this boat, is, I think, unless there's gonna be another boat, but just carry on with the story here, because eventually they wreck, yeah. And Paul's life is at stake. And Paul actually got a word from the Lord and admonished them, sirs, we don't want to leave. We don't want to do, we don't want to go that way or this way or whatever, because the whole boat is going to crash. Uh, we're going to lose the laden. Laden is, uh, is a freight that's on the ship, kind of like a freight on the truck, the trailer. It's called a bill, a bill of lading. A lading is the freight that's in a trailer or the freight that's in a ship. And what's dangerous about that when you're a prisoner is if the ship wrecks, you're gonna be shot because it's required of the centurion to shoot the prisoners because the prisoners can't get loose, right? So if you get on a ship from Alexandria, you're gonna be shot, sorry, because you're a prisoner now. And your prisoner, I'm talking, you can just go and you, you can just think about this stuff for a little bit. You don't know the snares that the, that the devil has laid for you. A snare that's properly laid, a trap that's properly laid. I did a little mountaineering type stuff, trying to, I enjoyed that kind of stuff. And you don't lay a trap, a set of trap that the animal sees easily. You have to kind of come camouflage it. So when the animal comes along, he steps into the trap and boom, his leg is caught and the animal is caught. Now the trap is not just laying there, the trap is tethered to a tree or tethered to a stake driven into the ground so the animal can't drag off the trap. Satan does the same thing. 
Bibles are tethered to Alexandria. So when you are trapped in that ship of Alexandria, you're not going to get away. You're not going to get away. And one day, those Bibles are going to crash and they're going to break apart and you're going to be shot. I mean, you can look at it any way you want. You can say, John, you're off the deep end. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the deep end, actually, on the high diving board. I'm in the deep end. I'm not in the uh, kiddie pool. A lot of people go to church and they're in the wading pool. They're in the hot tub. I'm in the deep end of the pool. That's where John is, the deep end of the pool where the high divers are. You can go anywhere you want. It's up to you. But I, I am not in the, I'm not, you know, I'm not there. All right, let's pray. Lord, I thank you that I can come out here and talk. And I don't know what I said. It doesn't make any sense to me at all, Lord. But I'm glad that I'm out here. I'm glad that I can do a, a talk. A, I know a lot of people don't think I'm preaching. They think I'm just talking to a camera. And guess that's kind of what I'm doing, Lord. But uh, I'm trying to talk out of the Bible. I'm trying to make a point. I'm trying to highlight some scriptures. And uh, I'm doing what I can, Lord. And I don't do perfect all the time. But I just give it to you because tomorrow will be another day. So I thank you, Lord. <laughs> God bless that man, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Man, that wind is cold. The air temperature is warm, but it's... All right, so that's it. Um, I am going to be tomorrow's Tuesday, like I said, Folsom and Arapaho. And uh, if you don't like this video, I'll have another one tomorrow. And I, once again, I apologize for yesterday's video. I forgot all about the music. I didn't know it until this morning, or la late last night or this morning. I go, oh man, I forgot the music. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> you know. And, uh... See, it's noisy. You know, people on their beat up old cars and they don't take care of it. Just, I don't like it. Anyways, God bless you, man. I love you very much. Take care. Bye-bye.